Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. You know that there are some decisions to be made come the fall, right? Regarding schooling, how teachers will be protected, how students will be protected, how the lessons will be taught. Will it be face-to-face? Will it be via these computer devices? Will it be some hybrid model? Will there even be the option to gather in the classroom? I, you heard earlier me going on and on about how I'm a, a new father. I've got little baby Piper. She's only nine months old, so what, she's not going to deal with any of this COVID stuff when it comes time for her to go to school. I sure hope. It's about four years away. Uh, I, I sure hope that COVID is well behind us by then, and we are able to have then, by then, return to some semblance of normalcy. Because I believe strongly in the importance of being in the classroom for learning. And, and I'm not alone there. You may feel that way yourself, and if you have been uh, reading some of the some of the assertions made by various medical institutions around uh, this country and around the world, the value available to young students, especially in the classroom, in the school setting, in the cafeteria, at recess, in gym class, that the lessons there are not merely confined to uh, one plus one is two and uh, various lessons, uh, magnets, such like that. It's, it's not the academic stuff entirely. I mean, it's very important. And uh, I'll tell you what, uh, little baby Piper is going to feel some pressure to get some good grades uh, because academics are important. But equally, if not more important, are the developmental lessons that are taught there that come from uh, resolving conflict with your peers, being exposed to diversity, diversity of thought and background. You may say to me, uh, Lee, you've only got this little nine-month-old baby. How do you know about this? Well, I can trace back in my own life to some of the most important life lessons that I've learned Life lessons, not the academic type, but I can trace them back to the classroom. I can think of uh, instances where I was in uh, Miss Mitchell's sixth grade classroom and I learned about compassion and I learned about sticking up for someone and I learned uh, about the, the guilt and shame that comes from picking on someone. It's incredibly valuable that students are in the classroom. Many parents feel very strongly along those lines, and there are many parents who are uh, going to great lengths to ensure that their students uh, have those opportunities, and also, stepping aside from all of the uh, social lessons that are learned, there are some uh, practical realities that come from uh, a child, or that come along with a child being back in the classroom. You know, mom and dad might need to get to work, all right? And having a child at school in an environment that is safe and predictable is very valuable uh, to the economics of a family. Uh, Joining me uh, on the program right now is the producer of the movie show. You know her, Robin Garfield. She's been a guest here many times. Uh, I'm a great admirer of her work and also uh, the lessons she shares with me uh, about being a mother and a parent, especially as we navigate these uh, odd waters. Robin, how are you? 
I'm doing great. How are you doing, Lee? I'm all right. I am I'm grateful that I am not faced with the decision that you have to make right now. You are the, the mother of three, correct? I am. I have three boys, all in elementary school. What's on your mind these days? You know, it's so hard and listening to you talk it over. It really drives home this point that there are no good solutions right now. And I don't think any of us parents have, you know, as we, as we navigate these waters of, of COVID and schools and infection rate and safety, none of us want to obviously put our children in harm's way. We don't want to put parents in harm's way or teachers or administrators, anybody. But there are so many considerations. And in our family, you know, I work full-time plus, uh, and my husband works very, very long hours, and we have these three boys. And, you know, for us, we don't have the luxury of dedicating hours and hours a day to homeschooling. It's just not something that is in the makeup and fabric of our home schedule. It's something that, you know, we, we just don't have the, um, I don't even want to say the luxury, because I'm not saying that parents, you know, who do spend hours have that time either, but we just may, let's see, March, April, May of this last year were rough. <laughs> they were so rough for us, um, because between work schedules, I was ending up working till midnight or 1 a.m. every night to make up, mm. you know, for work time lost during the day with the homeschool schedule, and um, so we are looking at all of our options for the fall. We're in Salt Lake City School District, um, and I want to say right off the bat that we love Salt Lake City School District. We moved here 18 months ago from the Bay Area, and we specifically chose a house in this school district uh, because we love the quality of education that's here. We love our elementary school. We love the community. But another, you know, indefinite amount of homeschooling would put an enormous weight on our family. The prediction... uh, so we are looking at, at so many options. The prediction I heard yesterday was, what well, well, we know, we know for certain that the school year has been put within the Salt Lake City School District. The school year has been pushed back to September 8th. And mm-hmm. I was on the line just yesterday with a with a teachers union representative who estimates that uh, the the ultimate decision by the district will be to uh, forego in person learning for the first quarter uh, of the school year, mm-hmm. which wraps up about October twentieth. So, the reality of the Salt Lake City School District, at least the prediction uh, of that union official, is that you might be out of the classroom and you might be needing to take care of those three boys of yours at home until October 20th. What do you do with that? Right. And for us, like I said, it's such a hard decision. So what we are considering right now, and I've spoken to this on air, I grew up in Davis County. Um, I have family up there. We have a home base up there. And we are very we we started the paperwork and the process of moving them up to Davis County. My kids are all on board. We had kind of a family meeting about it. I wanted to make sure that they were going to be okay with potentially going half a year at one school, half at another. But as of right now, that's our plan because I would I would much rather drive 20 minutes each way or 25 minutes. And it's not just the daycare aspect right. of school. And I want to make that really clear. It is, like you said, it is the social aspect. It is, I do not have a background in early childhood education. They are not getting, <laughs> they are not getting a quality education at home. I have two children that are in resource programs uh, for various, you know, special needs. And I, I just, I have a different background, different skills, different strengths, and it is not in elementary education. But teachers, and I tell you what, and this has been said on our airwaves many times, I have such a more profound appreciation for what teachers do because we are considering going to great lengths to get them in a classroom setting of some kind um, so that they can have that experience um, because we're worried about long-term effects of 
you know, people talk about the long-term effects of COVID, which are absolutely valid, but the long-term effects of being out of a classroom setting, I mean, my son's 10 in 10 years or, you know, eight years, he's going to be graduating from high school right now will have an impact on, on his life. That might sound extreme, but I really do believe that elementary school education is so important. These are, like you said, we're doing math, fractions, the base level of, of reading and, and, and arithmetic, and they're not, they're not getting that at home. I'm, I'm confident and comfortable and uh, assured enough of myself to say they are not getting that level of education at home, and we need to get them on some level of classroom. We are mask wearers, hand washers, social distancing pros at this point. It's, it's not – we understand the risk of COVID, but, man, we are really weighing our options right now and considering sending them, you know, up north a little bit. Robin, I wish you the best of luck. Uh, this is a tough thing, and I don't envy your position, but keep us surprised as to what you decide. And if you hear of others considering this, I've heard of a few, uh, but uh, but this, if your decision or if your consideration right now is uh, representative of a, of a larger trend, that could have some serious ramifications for the, the district makeups in this area. So uh, thank you for that. Thank you for keeping us surprised, and thank you for sharing your experience with us. Yeah, thank you, Lee. All righty. Uh, we're going to take a, a quick break here. Uh, man, can you imagine that? That's a tough decision to make. Like I said, I don't envy that one bit. You in a similar situation? Let me know. 575-00. That's the Utah Community Credit Union text line. Right now, a quick commercial break, and when we come back, sports. They're coming back in small part, but, you know, the Olympics are supposed to start tomorrow. Push back a year. When else has that happened? We'll look back at history next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.